This podcast replay is brought to you by Craig Zins, Acura Pembroke Pines. Visit the number one volume Acura dealership in the Southeast United States 12 years in a row at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. All right, Ira, you know, I uh, I got to tell you something, and I hope you're doing well. I hope you had a good week. All good. Um, I, you know, I say, like, the NBA in general, the Heat doesn't give a shit about the regular season. Why should I? But yet I find myself sitting there in front of every damn game, torturing myself, watching this stuff. Now it's six in a row. Like I said, they're 5-10 and ten in their last 15 games. I mean... How do you decipher all this crap? Well, you know, it's interesting because before we started our Acura Pembroke Pines report, you, you spoke about a big three and the not big three. This big, was never this was big. never a big three. And and I've always used I use capital letters on the B and the T when I'm talking about LeBron and Dwayne and Bosch or talking about some other teams. Real this, start. Yeah, Real this, this team has never earned the right for that. Tyler Hero is yet to be an all-star. Bam is a nominal all-star. And Jimmy shouldn't be an all-star because, like you said, he doesn't care about the regular season. So you wind up with a team that's absolutely meandering and muddling. Typically, what they do is they have enough hungry young players who can rally around and make the regular season meaningful. But Jimmy Butler, man, he just wants to get to April. And I got to tell you, they are back in playoff position, play-in position right now. They lost the play-in to Atlanta. Seven and they're tied with Orlando at seven at eight. So really, they're they're on the brink to drop to eight soon because Orlando's going to pass them up. Jesus. Well, they got a game against Orlando coming up in a week or so, so that's going to happen again. So, you know, I can understand you selling yourself on that. Here's my thought on this big O. I believe that this season and this playoff result validates or doesn't validate last season because you have to sustain to show it was real. And I'll give you the example. The Heat went to the bubble in 2020 against the Lakers to the NBA Finals. Everyone talked about, oh, if Dragic wasn't hurt, if Bam wasn't hurt. And then they crapped out the next year's playoffs. First round against the Bucs, lost 4-0 in the first round. And we all doubted whether it was real, whether they needed to do something. See, see here, let me stop you there a second because you can't do that either because – when you're in the moment, it's a lot different than a year later. At In the moment, in the bubble, they were playing am- amazing basketball. There is something to chemistry, okay? Because Miami wallops or beats San Antonio, and then San Antonio comes back with the revenge year, and they played the most beautiful basketball I have ever seen in my life in a series where that ball movement was just magical. And so sometimes you can't compare one season to another, even if it's the same talent, because the talent might have been playing one way one year compared to that the, the following year. So I wouldn't compare the bubble year compared to the following year. The bubble year was that moment. You had to take advantage of it. You were playing with confidence. You were playing with chemistry. You really had it going at that moment. So it's legitimate legitimate to say if those two were healthy at that moment, just like I can say if Shaq and Wade were healthy that first go around, they they kicked Detroit's ass and they beat San Antonio the way Shaq and Wade were playing that year. But 
it is what it is. It, 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 but I, I, I think it's kind of unfair to compare in the following year and say, oh, that justifies that last the year before was was a fake. No, that's not true, man. They yeah, were but greatness is also about sustainability. Greatness is also about backing it up. So if you think you had something special, which they did, because they not only did almost nothing in the offseason, they actually lost and said, that's okay. We still got Tyler. We still got Jimmy. We still got Bam. We'll be fine. Well, they're but not fine. It's not great. I mean, the, the Dallas Mavericks beat the Heat. Were they a great team? Right. No. no. They just no. got hot at that moment. That's what I mean. The Heat could have gotten hot. at. They were never a great team, but at that moment, they were playing great. That's and all the I'm thing saying. is you want to have sustainability and show that it's something you can bring back and do it again. That's what the great Spurs team did. Superstars. That's what superstars. Yes. That's you what I'm getting to. Superstars. You don't sustain with this. That's what the Spurs did, whether it was Duncan or Robinson and Ginobili and Parker. That's what the Heat did four straight years in the finals with LeBron, Bosch, and Dwayne. And you see on this team, I think there was almost though an arrogance after getting to the finals. They don't need to do anything. So let's look at the two two players, two veteran free agents they brought in that they thought would plug them, Gabe Vincent and, and, and the Max Drews holes. Josh Richardson didn't play on Saturday in New York. He sort of played himself out of the Thomas Bryant, and for all that Pat Riley said, oh, we have our big man, he's not even a factor now. I mean, they're they're just searching for anything else. They're playing 6-2 guys at power forward instead because that's all they have. It was not a good free agency for the Heat. It was saved a bit by Jaime Hawkins Jr. coming in at number 18. That helped. Maybe yeah. Terry Rozier helps also. At least they recognize that. But right now, when you look at the talent of the Heat, and you look at the talent of the Sixers, and rather of the Pacers, and you look at the talent of the Cavs, and you look at the talent of the Knicks, if you're saying one through three in some order are Boston, Milwaukee, and Philly, I think right now we'd have to be honest with ourselves, Big O, and say four through six in some order are the Knicks, the Cavs, and the Pacers, which yeah. means you're playing for the play-in, which means you're playing with fire. And I think it would be hard to believe, Heat fan, even you, Big O, for you to make an argument for me how the Heat right now have more going for them than the Knicks, than the Pacers, than the Cavaliers, unless Julius Randle's out an extended period with that shoulder injury. Right. Yeah. No, they they don't, uh, unfortunately. And and you kind of touched on it. Um, it was a blessing and a curse what they did last year. It was a blessing that you were in all that you came from nowhere to get to the finals. But it's a curse now because it's the worst thing that can happen to a guy like Jimmy Butler who doesn't care about the regular season. And he says, you see, I don't need the regular season. I can just coast and then we'll work our way through it. And I think that that has become also a bit of a cancer for them because they can now use that as an example last exactly. year. And that is not really a, a good example to use because like I told you just before, I'll go the other way. It's the same thing. You can't compare one year to the next because just because you did it last year and everything went your way doesn't mean you're going to be able to do it again this coming season. And so that to me is has become a little bit of a of a problem for them because, you know, it was a great accomplishment. Now it's like a crutch. The great teams, everything doesn't have to go their way. The Heat could be uneven at times with the big three. They still got to the finals every single year. That's the difference. The Lakers could have all their, you know, quibbling, whatever you want to call it, between Shaq and Kobe. They still found a way because greatness finds a way. This team had to use every last ounce for two months from April through May into June to get to last year's finals. They don't have that right now. 
The Jimmy Butler thing is concerning, though, for this reason, Big O. We know the regular season doesn't count for him. But still, last year during the regular season, he was playing at an all-star level. When we had this point last year, a year ago, the February 1st cutoff for determining all-star reserves, we had Jimmy in the, in the, in the sort of area there where you said, well, is he an all-star, is he not? Jimmy's not close to an all-star this year. If you're no. rating the top players in the Eastern Conference based on play for the first half of 2023-24, Jimmy's probably outside the top 30 and maybe even well beyond that. So it's not like he's telling you. You're not looking at Jimmy right now and going, oh, but if he does that, then we'll be fine. We haven't seen the, that moment. We saw it briefly in Brooklyn, the only game that they've won before this losing streak started. And even then, his great fourth quarter required overtime to beat what's becoming a very bad Nets team right now. So that's the thing. To me, leadership also is setting an example. Jimmy right. is not playing as a leader now. They knew that when they didn't name him captain. The last thing Eric Spolster wanted to do was he name Udonis Haslam's successor as some guy who plays a lot of I-don't-care games. That's right. why he gave the job to Bam. I wrote about him. I asked Ira today. Bam was crushed after the loss in New York. And Jimmy was joking in the locker room. Two disparate personalities right now. Yeah, and, but see, nah, see I, I don't buy that shit with Bam. I'm sorry, dude. I'm I sorry. Disagree. You you took fucking 10 shots, bro. The game's on. He was doubled, and then he back the paint, and that's how they play against him. You've lost five in a row. Take over, bro. Take over. Get pissed off. Be a mother effer. I am so tired of this with Bam. That's why he's a super role player, dude. He's a server. He's a follower. He's not a leader. You can't sit there in the locker room and then say, oh, I'm I'm, I'm down this. Th you took 10 shots, dude. You took 10 shots. I'm sorry. You don't impose your will. You refuse to do it. And that's my problem with Bam. There was a question I was going to tell you because I'm watching that game and I'm like, look, at one point or another, you have to just say, F everybody. I'm taking over. And that's it. And, and it's just not in him. It's just passive Bam. He had some moments at the beginning of the season where he was trying to be aggressive, and he's just back to being the same guy that just waits for an opportunity instead of, brother, give me some Alonzo morning. Like, you will not be denied. Do me something like that. Come on, man. I know you're not going to be this incredible post player, but – Let's go. Come on. Do something, man. Be, get pissed off. Try to dominate. Be the guy that you, you just say, I want to take over. And it's just not in him at all. It's Tom crazy. Thibodeau's great defense, and their point against Bam has always been to double him and take the ball out of his hands. And it's interesting, Big O, because the very factors you and I were just talking about play into that. If Jimmy's not playing like an MFer and getting to the foul line and setting for jumpers, you don't have to double him. If Tyler is going on in the midst of a chuckathon, you let him chuckathon all he wants and you let him get his shots. If Terry Rozier is coming in and shooting four of 12, you don't prioritize him. So the Knicks looked at that game and said, hey, who gives a crap here? Oh, that 13 in the middle gives a crap. We're going to double him and do everything possible to get the ball out of his hands because, as you said, as we started our accurate Pembroke Pines report, the Heat are not playing like a big three. A big three is an interlocking, meshing group of guys whose skill sets fit each other. 
Right now, you're having a Heat team, and you can look at the schedule all you want and what they're doing. But no, you not schedule. I ain't looking at schedule. I'm looking at 10 shots, 14, 13, 17, 15, 13, 17, 17, 17. He really likes 17. 16, 12, 19, 14, 17, 13, 13, 15, 14. It ain't Tom Thibodeau. It's him. It's him. He's not the dog. He I doesn't think, want the ball. He doesn't demand the ball. That's he, the problem with him. Is he not a superstar? He's not a superstar. Is he an all-star? No, He's a borderline no, all-star. We'll find that out Thursday. I've been telling you all that for a while now. Not a franchise player. Not a superstar. Yeah, he can be an all-star. Of course he can be an all-star. Double, double machine. Yeah. But that doesn't take much to be an all-star. He can be an all-star, but he is not a franchise player. He's just not. And, and no, in order and no make, one ever said he was a big three, you must be a franchise. And especially, you know what? Let me correct myself. In the 90s, where points were a premium and you're scoring 90 every night, Bam is a superstar. Bam is a superstar back in the 90s. And, I, and I'll, I'll go with all that. Big up, but what you're really saying is, he's not. Is, he a lead, is he a leading man? He's not. And let's do it this way. When we talk about the Boston Celtics, and I, I just asked you, I think you can answer these questions, so I'm going to go right to you. When you think of the Boston Celtics and their superstar, what one player do you automatically go to? Tatum. Jason Tatum, fine. When you think of the Milwaukee Bucks and their one superstar, who do you Giannis. automatically go to? Giannis. When you think of the Philadelphia 76ers and think of their superstar, who do you automatically go to? Embiid. Joel Embiid. And a matter of fact, now, I'm going to take it a little bit further here. When you think about the star of the Indiana Pacers now, with the way he's grown into a star, who do you think of? I mean, maybe it's not in the tip of your tongue, but Tyrese Halliburton has yeah, become that kind of player. So although, you think of him. Yeah, they, they just traded for a pretty damn good they player. Did. But they did to augment Tyrese Halliburton. That's the point I'm making. Yeah. Win or lose, wherever they go, the Cleveland Cavaliers are riding the coattails of Donovan Mitchell. For whatever it's worth, they have their guy. Now we're seeing in New York, the real alpha there is Jalen Brunson. God yeah. bless Julius Randle. Jalen Brunson's an MFer. So yeah. the point I'm making is, when you think of the Miami Heat, who do you think of? And the name you're probably going to tell me is Jimmy Butler. But Holy. unlike those six players... He doesn't give a rat's butt about the regular season. Jalen Brunson, it matters. Tyrese Halliburton with his 40-point games, it matters. Matter of fact, he doesn't only show up every game. I love the Ananobi uh, trade for them. I thought it was a perfect compliment. Because you're supporting your superstar. You have have identified your superstar, and you're supporting your superstar. And that's the difference. Even the Sixers, he doesn't show up every night, but everything is built around Joel Embiid, which is why they're probably better without Harden, because they've identified their guy. So how do you do this, Big O? How do you say, my superstar is Jimmy Butler, and on April 14th, he's going to show up. But what the F do you do before April 14th, April 15th, that's the problem for the Heat. And I think Jimmy Butler needs to give us some go time now before it goes too far south. He doesn't I'm give still it. not so sure that's on his priority list. And I'm yeah. still not so sure that Jimmy Butler won't be saying, hey, come the playoffs, we're going to be a 500 team, but then I'm going to get going. He tried that in 2021, and he got swept out of the first round by the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay, so let me ask you. And I don't know sure. if you can be honest on this. Sure. Because I'm sure people have, ha- have told you something, but maybe again, because 
I've been in that position. They tell you, hey, but you can't say anything about this. Okay. This is the irony of this whole shit. We talk about Jimmy being a heat guy. Well, actually, he's not really a heat guy. Playoff heat guy. Okay. All right. So let we 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 have to put a caveat to how we how we call call him as it, but he's really not a heat person. Absolutely. A heat employee. I want you to know this because you know this and I know this because I've been inside too. A heat employee, a heat player, a heat coach, a heat executive is the same shit. Everybody in that organization works at 100% every single moment of every single day. They want to be the best. I don't give a shit if it's Pineda or McCullough or anybody else in that organization. The pride that those employees, the executives, the people in that building, they have so much pride in what they do. You just go to the family found family. Uh, what's that called? Yes, uh, family fest. You just go to that shit and you're going to see it ooze out when we talk culture. Okay. That's the number one organization I ever think about. If I ever wanted to work a regular job, that's the freaking organization I want to work for because everybody top to bottom has the same freaking attitude. It is a phenomenal attitude. It is a phenomenal attitude. They want to work hard. They want to provide everything. And there's only one guy, and the guy that's paid the most in that organization does not want to try. This has got to eat at freaking Riley's liver and Eric Spolstra and Mickey Harrison and everybody that's part of that organization because they don't know how to take a moment off, much less 82 freaking games, dude. This has got to be driving them crazy. They've got to be... They don't tell him that, but I'm sure it's got to kill them, Ira, because that does not represent anything about that organization. And that's why your highest paid player is not your team captain. And that's why a player who's seven years younger than your highest paid player is your team captain. Because Big O, if there was a full buy in there, he would be the captain. It would be undeniable. A matter of fact, there was a year along the way when the buy-in was so strong. You remember this from Goran Dragic. They named him a co-captain. He came back from Slovenia, won the Euro Cup. He was all in on every single moment. And they said, we have to honor that commitment because Goran, how many times a season in a regular season game did Goran crack his teeth? That guy lost more chiclets than a hockey player because that's how he approached every game. There was a time when James Johnson was black belt James Johnson and was giving his all, maybe making some horrendous plays, but putting it all on the line, they named him a co-captain. How interesting is it when you go through the lineage to see guys like James Johnson and Goran Dragic and some of the other guys as captain, and never Jimmy Butler? And that tells you something. This is a guy who has led you to a pair of NBA Finals deep into the Eastern Conference playoffs, and when they make that decision from a leadership standpoint, that also is part of the problem with Kyle Lowry. He sort of show up when he wanted, not show up when he didn't want. And you get that. Definitely and this, I think, is the hardest thing in any business. When you have an employee who's incredibly talented, but doesn't necessarily follow the company blueprint. We see this everywhere. But if he's that talented, you put up with it. And you deal with the BS. And we see it in football. We see it in hockey. We see it in all these sports where you say, hey, that guy is not of them. But damn, he's so good he gets away with it. That's where Jimmy Butler is right now. Jimmy Butler is not heat culture. 
Jimmy Butler is Jimmy Butler culture. His big face coffee is his endorsements, his Nick Light commercials, is all of that Nick Ultra. That's who he is. But yeah. you know what? Big O, where would the Heat have been the last five years? Oh no, I Jimmy Butler. You can't deny that. There, there's no, and that's why they tolerate it. But, but, but behind the scenes, it's got to eat them alive because it goes against everything that they stand for. And, and you got a lot of season ticket holders that have got to be I agree. pissed oh, off. I, I agree. And you I'll tell what? you why. I mean, as a matter of fact, just let me interrupt you here for a second. I oh. approach sports this way always. They're, every single game, there were first-time fans. There were, Dad, can you take me to a game? We're going to circle this game. We're going to go. And for that kid and for that family, that's the biggest game of the season. You did a big O. You went to ball games as a kid. You couldn't go to every game. So you baseball stadium, maybe those the, those were kind of my my uh, when I was a kid because I didn't have that other right. stuff growing up. Yeah. I'm saying you would go to a game and you'd hope to see the best of your team, not load management or doesn't care or is not playing the second night of a back to back. I think that's the most maddening thing about sports because I remember when I was a kid and I circled those 10 Mets games I was going to. And for $1.75 sitting in general admission, to me, that was the biggest game of the season, even though they were playing the Padres. Yeah. Well, what's happening in sports now is teams and players are circling. This matters. This matters. This doesn't matter. And the fans get screwed in the middle of it. It's almost like I'd like to be able to go to Ticketmaster and saying, I'd like to buy a ticket to the next regular season game that Jimmy Butler cares about. And then have Ticketmaster do the research with their AI intelligence and let me know when that might be, if it might be. That's the problem right now is you're selling me 41 home games when even you can't tell me you're going to give me your best product. You give me your best production. You mentioned Michael McCullough and what they do with the arena. They'll do that. They'll give you bells and whistles and t-shirt cannons and Bernie and heat dancers and golden oldies and all that stuff. But yet they can't guarantee that player A, their number one guy, will give you the A-plus effort. That's kind of a hard thing right now with the regular season. That's why I could see a lot of people tuning out during the regular season. Because if it doesn't matter to them, why should it matter to you? Right, exactly. And and I, I remember, man, I'm, I, I would go every year to the Miami Baseball Stadium when the tickets went on sale. My dad would get the Orioles-Yankees tickets because sure. he was a Yankees guy. I would get the Orioles-Phillies tickets because I was a Phillies guy. And man, if I didn't if I didn't go to the park and didn't see Mike Schmidt take a couple of swings, sure. I was depressed for the rest of the day after that. You know what I mean? So it's uh it's one of the things that that's important. And then the other thing, you know, like I I talked about when I'm watching the game, like if Jimmy's only going to try at times, and look, he came back and he he played a great game. He scored what 28 points, I think it yes. was, right? Yeah. He, 28 points, eight rebounds, three steals. He played. Yeah, but it was the, the it was the garden on national TV. A game that right. mattered. But the problem is, what you want is for for the team. So if your star doesn't bring urgency every night, so your team plays with urgency every night, it's kind of an off balance thing. They're like, oh, oh, Jimmy's playing hard tonight. Right, it's a Jimmy night. Oh, I missed it. I didn't get the memo. Yes. I, yeah, exactly. And that's kind of you know, it just doesn't really help the team. When you're on and off like that, and look where you're at right now, man. It's yep. just it's a, it's a real shame uh, the way it's headed. All right, so will you change anything once you get Hakez back? Because for me, I, I I'm I'm tired of feelings already. I want Hakez in there and not tired. Yeah, ty obviously, one thing already started. Tired of feelings. Josh Richardson was shuffled out of the mix. God bless him. He's a Heat lifer. He's been here a second stint. You got to win. 
I still think the one move that has to happen and will not happen because of politics and all that is Tyler Hero to the bench. This Jimmy Tyler Bam dynamic does not work. And Jaime will be more deferential, even though he's not the three-point shooter that Tyler is, and your spacing will be affected. But I, you know what? I'm just waiting for this big O. When is Eric Spolster saying enough is enough? Is it tonight against Phoenix? Is it after they lose to the Suns? Is it Wednesday against the Kings? Is it after they lose to the Kings? Is it Friday? God, don't lose to Washington. Is it when they play the Wizards? But you know what? If this matters, like you and I have been talking in our accurate Pembroke Pines report here for the last 20 minutes that this should matter, then I think Eric Spolstra has to say, screw the feelings. Tyler, former sixth man of the year, go do it again. Jaime, you were really good in the starting lineup. Learn from Jimmy Butler. Get it done. Caleb, you were great in the playoffs. Play like that again. You were a power forward. Boom, go time. I think Eric Spolstra doesn't want to do something too dramatic to show desperation. But when you lose six in a row, aren't you sort of at the point of desperation? No, they're five and ten. They're not, they've not just lost six in a row. They're last five over the last month. Ten. Yeah. I that's bad, Ira. Come on, dude. Five and I can ten. Do the math. Yes. That is come on. No way. You gotta do something. You gotta shake this thing up. I'm sorry. Sure. And with the feelings already, man. All right, what are you working on? And by the way, does it does it help that the Suns freaking lost the yeah, Magic? Yeah, when they come off a loss, I go, damn, they are screwed tonight. Remember, they lost to the Suns when they didn't have Durant in Phoenix. Right. So now they're going to have Durant and Beal and Booker. So, yeah, it's going to make it all the more challenging. Jurkic is out, right? That's the only person that's Yeah, out. he got hurt the other night. It's a, it's a questionable kind of injury. I think a thumb, so we'll see what happens tonight. All right, what else are you working on? You know, I wrote a story today posted at SunSentinel.com in a newspaper tomorrow. Uh, Kyle Lowry is going to either be traded or to get a buyout from the Hornets. And I think he very much could come back and really stick it to the heat one more time because I think he's going to go to – he could go to the Sixers. He could oh. go to the Knicks. And the one thing about Kyle is I think he will get motivated to sort of make a point that you sold on me too early. So I think it's going to be fascinating. I think Kyle Lowry winds up somewhere in the Eastern Conference playoff race which is as a part-time big player, not the role he had here, but playing behind a Brunson, playing behind a Maxi, I think he might be a playoff factor. So I think where Kyle winds up could yet play into the Heat's play-in or playoff hopes. I think he ends up in a drive-through near his house somewhere. Anyway, follow him on Twitter at Ira Heatbeat and catch his exceptional work. Better yet, subscribe to the South Florida Sun Sentinel. Ira, as always, thank you, my friend. We will catch up next week. Catch you in our next accurate Pembroke Pines report. Thanks, Big O. You got it. There he is, Ira Winderman, an accurate Pembroke Pines, baby. They've got it going on right now, 15601 Pines Boulevard, just off of I-75 and Pines. And the customer appreciation sales event is going on right now at the number one volume sales dealership in the United States and the new 2024 Integra. Have you seen it? Man, that thing is sharp. Check out the other, the, the Integra with the sports package. That thing is at another level. But the Integra right now, $329 a month. And again, the TLX 2023, we've got some left there, $399 a month. The 2024 RDX, $459. And the 2024 MDX, $499 a month. And check out the, the uh, selection of certified pre-owned vehicles. It is a large selection. You will be impressed. And go see Mike Chan and Jordan Ferber in the service center. They are outstanding people. And if you happen to own or lease an Acura, no better place to get it serviced than at Craig Zinn's Acura.
of Pembroke Pines.